The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you're definitely in the right place. Today's buzzword... Predictions on steroids. You know what's coming next. What's on your business wish list in 2014? If it's a crystal ball to help you predict what this new year will bring for your business, your industry, your marketplace, your world. That's a big concept. We've got the next best thing. Today, more than a dozen thought leaders who've appeared on our programs in the last year will gaze into the SAP Game Changers Radio crystal ball. I've polished it off. It's sitting there on a pedestal and they're all looking at it. Their gift to you will be a collection of not-heard-elsewhere insights into the technologies, the strategies, communities, people, and trends that can help your organization grow and compete better in 2014 and beyond. So pour yourself a cup of Joe, Earl, OJ. If you've got any Dom left, we'll take that too. And join us at the Game Changers table for smart business talk and good cheer on Game Changers 2014 Predictions Part 3. And guess what? I've already spoken to 30 thought leaders on Part 1 and 2. Find those shows on demand. And on the Business Channel. So without further ado, I would like to welcome our first guest in our lineup. This is Fast and Furious today. We're going to be speaking first with Todd Wilms at SAP. Todd heads the strategy for SAP's disco organization. No, we're not in the dance business. Digital, social, and community to help SAP achieve its goal of becoming a world-class social enterprise. Before SAP, Todd held executive leadership roles for some of the best-known brands in the industry, including PayPal, eBay, Citrix, IBM, and PeopleSoft. Todd Wilms, Happy New Year. How are you? I'm doing great, Bonnie. <clears throat> thanks for thanks for having me on the program, and a great start to 2014 for you. There you go. Thank you. Same to you. So, what are your predictions? Let's get get launched here. Yeah. So, I love this. I love the rapid fire of this. So, um, in prior years, I think the crystal ball's been a little murky, a little muddy. But I think in 2014, the crystal ball for me is bright, clear, and shiny. And I think it's all about digital business. This is going to be the year where, you know, we've been playing around with social media for a number of years. We've been playing around with terms like personalization. We've been playing around with terms like audience centricity and putting the customer first. This is the year where it all comes together. And this is the year where the customer is going to feel empowered. It's going to be their opportunity to really move the needle and their opportunity to change the, the game with the brand so that they're empowered to take a leadership role and to learn how to buy and to, um, to be empowered in this digital marketplace. So brands have woken up to how to use social media to get the customer into that empowered place. They've learned how to personalize the experience on a digital website. They've learned how to use things like big data and analytics to, to, um, to tee up things that the customer really wants. So the customer has this great opportunity to do all these things we've been talking about, 
um, and use all these tools and technologies that we've been playing around with to really connect in with the brand. So I think it's going to be an exciting year for us. Todd, I want to ask you, is this only for the big brands? Are we talking, well, I know you've worked with some of the best-known brands in the industry in the world, in fact. Is this only for big brands or are small to mid-sized enterprises getting on board? Are they getting what the bigger companies seem to have learned, according to your prediction, Todd? Yeah, and I think the great thing here is this isn't just for big brands. This is for, you know, the small enterprise, the the person that's just trying to figure out how to make their business grow in, you know, Kansas City or Topeka or Boston or anywhere around the globe. You've now had this opportunity to connect with an international audience that we've never really had before. So I think all businesses are global. Everyone has that opportunity. And this idea of digital business allows companies big, small, and, you know, tiny starting up in a garage to really come out and, um, and make a global name for themselves. And I think that's the thing that's so exciting is it levels the playing field and empowers people across all these different brands, not just big brands, but, you know, little brands too. Wonderful. And one more question before we turn to our second guest, Tim Minahan, who's waiting in the wings patiently for me to introduce him. Todd, do you think we will see less of outraged rants from dissatisfied customers for various brands when something does go wrong? Do you think there'll be a tempering of the temper, if you will? Oh, I like the way that sounds. <laughs> a tempering of the temper because they know that the brands are really want to make the customer come first and want to do a good job. Or do you think we'll see, the, see those outrages? What do you predict? You know, I think I'm going to use tempering of the temper. I think I'll use that at some point during the year and make sure I attribute it back to you because I, I really like that. Um, Me too. <laughs> I, do, I do think we're going to see that calm a little bit because mm-hmm. we are going to see, again, this, this empowerment for the, the consumer, the customer, being able to get what they want, when they need it, how they need it. And, and I think that's going to be a better experience for them. It won't be so frustrating. Uh, none of it's going to be perfect, and so I think you know brands are still going to feel their way along on how they do this and how they do it well. And while they're along that journey, there'll be some ripples, and I still think we'll see some you know frustrated customers from that. But I think that's going to, to use your you know great phrase, I think that's going to temper over the course of the year, and that's what I'm really excited about. I'm happy to have my first bon mot of the year. Thank you very much. (laughs) Let's turn to your fellow panelists. Don't go away, Todd. You're still with us. We might have a little bonus round here in this segment. Tim Minahan is Senior VP Network Strategy and Chief Marketing Officer for Ariba, an SAP company. He's a pioneer in business-to-business collaboration. Tim created the market for business networks and the vision for the networked economy. And I must say three times, and he says he's thrice. I love that. Thrice been named one of supply and demand chain executives, industry pros to know, and he received Supply Chain Tech News' Top Industry Influencers Award. Tim Minahan, I understand you're at FCOM getting ready to get on stage and do a keynote. Thanks for joining us. Happy New Year. How are you, Tim? Thanks for having me, Bonnie. I'm, I'm doing great. And yes, I've been chasing the sun, uh, hitting as many FCOMs as we can to evangelize uh, the cloud. There you go. So is it cloudy? Is it sunny? Is it bright? Let's hear your predictions. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, no doubt, Bonnie. Businesses found religion in the cloud in, in 2013. And their appetite for cloud-related technologies from public cloud applications to private cloud to cloud platforms is only going to grow in the years ahead. In fact, if I may, market watchers predict that the spending on the cloud will increase at five to seven times the pace of overall tech spending in the next three years. But the interesting thing is that cloud adoption will no longer be driven solely by the promise of lower IT costs. Businesses will begin to move to the cloud for different reasons than in the past. So my predictions, first, and a surprising one to you probably, not everything will move to the cloud. 
Hmm. Companies will indeed accelerate their adoption of the cloud in 2014 and, and beyond, but they aren't going to rip and replace everything they've already got. Instead, they'll, they'll look to extend their existing technology investments. A good example of this is a big SAP shop, Deutsche Bank. And in fact, mm-hmm. back here in Vegas in two months, there'll be a keynote at, uh, at Ariba Live. And they're going to talk about how they extended their SAP environment with Ariba Cloud Apps and the Ariba Network to connect and collaborate with over 4,500 suppliers around the globe to enable them to do fully automated transaction processing and collaboration with those partners, but also to enable them to manage their cash in new innovative ways that were impossible solely in an on-premise world. Which brings me to my second prediction. Innovation Mm -hmm. will trump total cost of ownership. So those days of building a business case to move to the cloud based solely on TCO alone are, are over. Companies will increasingly look to invest in the cloud as their innovation platform, as a way to enable new processes and achieve new insights, to enable them to run their business in an entirely new way, not just to do the same old things using a different delivery model. I think Mm -hmm. Todd's predictions were were awesome because a great example of this is T-Mobile, that's surrounding its core on-premise CRM environment with cloud applications to engage customers in a new model for social care. So they're not just responding to customers' requests through traditional support channels. They're actively going out and listening to customers in channels like Twitter and Facebook and elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And they're able to improve their overall customer satisfaction and renewals. And uh, they have a much, much better net promoter score than some of the bigger brands because they're now engaging customers where they are and responding to their issues in a much more public and quick way. And then Marriott. Marriott's another good example of a company that's extending its core on-premise HR environment with um, uh, cloud applications to help them shift between their properties for new customer programs and customer service to be able to engage their growing contingent workforce and onboard them and train them in new ways that they couldn't before. Which brings me to my final prediction, which is ultimately that I believe platform will matter. Businesses will start scrutinizing the bigger picture IT environment and drive towards simplification across all layers of the stack. They'll look for broader cloud business process suites and expect these applications to look and perform similarly and interact with one another seamlessly. They'll demand an application portfolio built, in essence, on a common cloud platform that unifies all of their applications, their data, and processes with a common data model, common business and reporting layers, and a similar user experience. Thank you, Tim. Great to hear from you. Great. I was taking notes there. I think everybody was. Good to know the word from the mountain, the word from the cloud. Glad it's going to be a better year for cloud and that companies will be making informed decisions and innovating, not just same old in a new delivery method, as you said. Let's add to the panel Neil Schacht. He's the founder and CEO of Communitech Services, which focuses on deploying contact centers. Yes, we still have them. And communications-enabled business processes. Neil is the former founder of the International VoIP Council, now part of the IMS Forum, and he's a frequent contributor to the No Jitter and UC Strategies websites. He was recognized as a top 100 voice in the IP communications industry by Internet Telephony Magazine. Happy New Year. Welcome, Neil Schack, and let's go with your predictions. Great. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you for Mm -hmm. inviting me. And I'm wondering why you're not here, Bonnie, since the rest of us are all here in Vegas at (laughs) EFCOM. I'm stuck with my radio station here. My equipment's here. So there we are. Talk to me, Neil. What have we got? i got three minutes for you to go. 
Okay, well, I, I think one of the most amazing things that's happened over the last few months was, was Amazon introducing their new Kindle Fire with this button, this Mayday button. And with the Mayday button, they promised people that if they press the button in 15 seconds, they're going to get a response. They're going to get a live response. They're not going to be stuck in a call center queue. They're not going to be told to input their digits. They're simply going to hit a button. They're going to be able to get service. And I think, I think that set a new standard for customer service. Because in order to provide that level of service, you have to integrate. And, and, and what Tim just said before is right on target. You have to have platforms where all that information could be shared so that when someone inquires into the organization, you know, every, you have all the information, you know, the history of their transactions, you know, their customer profiles. You might even be able to anticipate what their problem is. So I'm looking at this year as the year of real customer engagement and empowerment when you combine it with the contact center and other elements. Because in order, the only really way to provide superior service is to tie all these elements together. The, the current technologies that sit around in most organizations today are all based on an asymmetrical relationship with the customer. It's all based on the premise that whoever's calling in is not as important as the call center, not as important as the agent. The people are going to be content to wait and hold, wait in line, get a series of agents that may or may not be able to help mm-hmm. them. So I'm looking at this year as the breakthrough year for empowerment and engagement for customers in the contact center. Wonderful, wonderful. And will we still be calling it the contact center, Neil? Will we come up with a new name for it? That just sounds like we need something more creative. What do you think? You want to I want to uh, predict something here? Well, I, I think a better name for it would be a relationship center because it's a central ah. place where you're coordinating everybody, the customer's relationship with the organization. I like that a lot. You know what? We're, we have one minute left in this segment. I'm going to ask in rapid fire, as Todd, Todd said, Todd Wilms and Tim Minahan and Neil Shack. what is your buzzword or buzz phrase for 2014 before we let you go and move to the next segment? Todd, go. Oh, I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be convergence and digital business. I think those are going to be the terms that you're going to hear a lot of in 2014. Thank you. Tim Minahan, word, buzzword. Yeah, I, I think it's outcomes, not products. Uh, businesses are going to be asking for outcomes, and uh, software vendors are going to have to deliver outcomes first and not try to sell products. I like that. I like that a lot. What have you done for me really lately? Neil Schacht, talk to me. What is your buzzword or buzz phrase for 2014? I think it's going to be customer engagement, and I think it's going to be all about customers having a superior experience. Wonderful. I want to thank the three of you so much for joining us. We are going to move to our second segment. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and I will be for the next hour. Who knows after that? We're live. It's Wednesday, January 22nd. You're listening to SAP Coffee Break with Game Changers, Part 3 of our 2014 predictions, rapid-fire predictions on steroids coming up. I have another packed house, and we'll be right back after a one-minute break. So don't even think of touching that dial, that mouse, that app. It's all about listener-centric here on SAP Game Changers Radio. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Neil. Okay, Brad, take us out.
The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network you're enjoying coffee break with game changers presented by sap you can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And here we are, segment two of our predictions on steroids. I have four panelists. Well, we have, we're expecting four. We've got three on the line. Let's see what happens. First up on the firing line here is Kathy Hudson. Kathy Ann is global insurance segment leader for IBM Global Insurance. She specializes in tech solutions that help insurers develop compelling customer experiences and winning distribution strategies. Kathy Ann has over 14 years of experience in the financial services industry, including Citigroup, the New York State Insurance Department and McKinsey and Company. Welcome, Kathy Ann Hudson. Happy New Year. How are you? Hi, Bonnie. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. So go ahead. Let's have your top predictions. I'll give you. A, let's start with two minutes, and we'll see what we have left over. Go ahead, Kathy. Okay. So my main focus is always about the customer experience, and I think in 2014 the customer remains king. Um, companies will continue to try to reach their hearts and minds and, and dollars um, with all their customers, and I see three areas where that's happening in terms of technology. One is around the increased influence of communities and what we call social engagement and how we live and make decisions. That will be coupled with smarter technology powered by mobile and uh, cloud. So, for example, there is this new product called the Smarter Thermometer, which aims Mm. to create and map uh, of your health in real time and also map the health of the people around you in real time so that you can, you know, detect whether or not you're around a bunch of people with the flu or with a cold or, or, or other contagious diseases. There's also things like home monitoring devices that learns and adjusts to your home's environment. And there are also things like what we call uh, Watson-like technologies. Watson is our cognitive computing mm-hmm. uh, system. So as you sure. share more information about you and your life and your needs, what's in your closet, for example, the entire buying experience from anything from the shoes to the best insurance product will um, come through that type of cognitive computing machine learning um, example. And then I think my final prediction is around um, we'll start to see, and this started a little bit in 2013 towards the end of the year in terms of these unlikely partnerships. And I'll talk a little bit about that from the insurance perspective. So we saw Mm -hmm. insurance companies partnering with home improvement stores to help people manage the risk within their homes, for example or insurance companies um, partnering with a home security firm, again, to help you manage and mitigate that risk. But you also start to see um, additional partnerships around the connected car and telematics and insurance, and also these things like the new fuel bands and fit bands that can partner with um, healthcare and their wellness programs. So we become a little bit more interconnected and more technology-driven in the way we live our lives. 
Thank you very much. Great to know. I like the examples you gave. Thank you, Kathy. Stick around. I'm going to ask you for the buzz word or buzz phrase for 2014 at the end of the segment. Padman Ramankuti, CEO of Int- at Intrigo, is a well-known supply chain and enterprise strategist with deep expertise in new tech deployment. Padman has over 20 years of experience in ERP and SEM spaces. He serves on the boards of venture-backed companies, and he's an advisor to several clients in the SAP space. Padman, Happy New Year. How are you? Very good, Bonnie. Welcome back to New Year. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. So let's go right to it. Let's hear your predictions for 2014. Whatever's on your mind, go. So uh, it, my prediction for 2014 surrounds the enterprise software business. I think here's what's going to happen. Social and mobile are features or consumption models. They are not going to be separated out. If consumers or uh, enterprises are expecting it. They do not want to buy separately, so it has to be bundled in. So what we will see is a, a lot more uh, products that are wrapped with social features and uh, mobile features, and they will be delivered as such, right? So that's number one. Number two, mm-hmm. big data as a word is over. It's going to be mostly fast data or predictives. Um, so everybody knows there's big data, so we will hear less and less Big data as a hype is over. Big data as an implementation will start finally. So that's the second uh, prediction. Last but not least is the enterprise user is tired. They don't want to talk about all of the uh, functions and features. They want to talk about consumption and usability. So products like SAP Fiori will actually be a lot more welcome in the world of uh, enterprise software than um, a particular functionality of the software. So those are the three predictions that I have this um, this coming year. Thank you, Padman. I have a question for you. Are you going to have T-shirts printed up that say on the front, big data, on the, on the back say, it's so 2013? How do we tell people it's over? How do we tell people it's over? How do you get the word out? Of course, a gazillion people are listening to you today, and they're all going to go out and tell all of their followers, Padman said. But other than that, how do we tell the rest of the people that big data as a term is over? What do you think? I, I think we are seeing it because people are no longer talking about it in terms of how they did in 2012 or 2014. We know, like Kathy talked about the fuel band experience or the Fitbit experience, we are all generating data. That data is very large. We all know that. It's a fact. But big data as a term has no meaning. Really, you have to do something with that data. You have to use it for predicting something. You have to... So we have all these uh, technologies that are actually generating uh, meaningful analysis out of that data, meaningful patterns, pattern recognition. So big data as a term is a brute force mechanism to deliver some information (laughs) about large things. We are going to have, uh, and I go back to what Kathy predicted, which is in the consumer space a lot more or in the insurance space where it's about you, it's about how to partner with you, how to take your data Mm -hmm. and turn it around for health reasons or uh, risk mitigation reasons. That's really the usage of big data rather than big data as a term. So I think people follow it as well, right? Good. That's what we want. Thank you. And let's bring on Steve Hilton. Steve is a managing director at – Steve, pronounce the name of the company for me. I want to get it right. Machination. 
MacNation. Okay, MacNation, the leading insight services firm for the Internet of Things, Internet of Everything, Connected Things, Analytics, and M2M. Steve's primary areas of expertise include competitive positioning, marketing media development, cloud services, small and medium businesses, and sales channels. Welcome, Steve, and congratulations on the new company. So tell us in, in one or two sentences that I miss anything in describing the company, and then go ahead and give us your predictions, please. I bet you have a lot to say. Ah, no, you did a great job, Bonnie. Um, at Mac Nation, we cover everything that has to do with the Internet of Things. Um, and just so that we're all on the same page, the Internet of Things is basically the connecting of all of that stuff in the world that today isn't connected. So you and me may be connected with a smartphone, but there's a lot of stuff out there that isn't, whether it's a pump or a rotor um, or a conveyor belt or gears, lighting, generators, lots of things. And that's what that's what Mac Nation looks at. There's really three predictions we have for 2014. Mm-hmm. As great a year as 2013 was, 2014 we expect to be better. The first is the industrial Internet. The idea that all of that electromechanical stuff in the world, like pumps and conveyor belts, would be connected. Now, it's not all that sexy. It's not as sexy as Google Glass and wearable bling. But there's a lot of these devices in the world that drive, that will drive huge increases in productivity and cost savings by connecting them. And that's going to be a big, big development in 2014. The second area is the creating a link between IT and OT functional areas. So IT, everyone knows what IT is, right? It's the, it's the, mm-hmm. the group of folks who buys and hardware and software and sort of makes the business work with technology. OT is technology people that are in operations. Those are the folks that buy these kinds of IoT solutions, Internet of Things solutions. So we're going to see an increased focus on this OT buyer and and what do they need to be motivated to buy Internet of Things solutions. And the third thing that's the hot topic for 2014 Mm -hmm. is a bunch of Internet of Things solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. 99% of the businesses in the world are small and medium businesses. And there are a variety of solutions in Internet of Things themed and appropriate for them these days, things like fleet management and security and surveillance and building energy management. So those are my three hot topics for 2014, Bonnie. Okay, thank you. And where's your co- – now, your company is how many weeks old, Steve, Mac Nation? We're, we're, we're two and a half weeks old now in, uh, in the Boston, Massachusetts area. Well, and I, I'm sure you're enduring the aftermath of yesterday's East Coast snowstorm. I'm here on Long Island, and I'm looking out at what they say was 12 inches of snow, but thank goodness the roads are getting cleared. So what's your prediction for where Mac Nation will be in one year? Just give us a quickie on that. Uh, I think um, we'll be focusing a lot on this industrial Internet. We've had a lot of interest not only um, in but in the other big industrial places around the world, including specific countries in Western Europe, um, and then some very, very developed countries in Asia. So I think we're going to sort of um, uh, see uh, a growth in those regions. Good. Okay. Now I'm going to go back. We have two and a half minutes till the end of the segment. Hey, we could go out and bake a cake in that time on live radio. I'm going to ask Kathy Ann Hudson, Padman Ramankuti, and Steve Hilton to give me and, and uh, take your time on this. What do you predict will be the buzzwords or buzz phrases you would like to see people adopting for 2014 in your, your domain, your part of the world, your area of expertise? Kathy Ann, what do you think will be the buzzwords you want to be talking about? Okay, I think uh, one one of my 
um, top buzzwords is what something that your previous one of your previous guests mentioned, which is customer engagement. Mm-hmm. I think of what we just talked about, really having that um, relationship with the customer and engaging them in new ways will be a pretty uh, significant thing that we talk about across industries um, uh, from the consumer side in 2014. Another buzzword buzzword or buzz phrase for me would be expanding the ecosystem to add, to provide value-added services. So mm-hmm. that idea of those unlikely partnerships, uh, you know, we talk about expanding the ecosystem for insurance companies and helping them engage with customers um, beyond that claims experience, for example. Okay, good. Thank you. Padman Ramankudi at Intrigo. Buzzword, buzz phrase. I'll give you 30 seconds. Go. Network services. Network services is similar to what we are seeing in uh, consumables. So something like what we as consumers are using, we'll see network services in the uh, in the enterprise software world. Uh, what do I mean by that is we can go and subscribe to a box or a drop box or as an individual or as an as a as a corporate or a company, we'll see a lot more of that for individual groups of users in the enterprise uh, in terms of looking at catalogs, in terms of getting network services on the mobile itself delivered to us based on price and points. That's Thank you very much. Great. And Steve Hilton, last but not least, buzzword, buzz phrase. I can give you 30 seconds. Bonnie, I think um, we're going to see this phrase, Internet of Things, replacing mm-hmm. some other more legacy concepts in um, the connected world. So this whole machine-to-machine um, buzzword, I think we're going to see that going away in 2014. Secondly, I like Padman's concept of predictive data. Um, mm-hmm. Big data, I thought, was always a bit of a, a misnomer. Who cares if it's big? It's easy to store data. Doing something with it and really understanding the power of it for enterprises is what makes all the difference. So I, I like that phrase, predictive data. Good. Glad, glad to have some agreement here. I want to thank Kathy Ann Hudson from IBM, Padman Ramankudi at Intrigo, Steve Hilton, the managing director at the new company, MacNation. Thank you all. Happy New Year from us here on Game Changers Radio. We're going to take a break now. When we come back, I'm going to be speaking with China Gorman at her new company, Great Place to Work, Steve Player from BBRT Beyond Budgeting Roundtable, Jorge Garcia at Tech, TEC, and Dennis Goodhart at IP Network Consulting. I'm still Bonnie D. Graham, and I plan to be Right after the break, you're listening to part three of our 2014 prediction special here on Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You don't even think of touching that dial, that mouse, that app. We'll be right back. Thanks, all. Talk to you soon. Brad out. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network the time for enterprise mobility is now according to idc by 2013 over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology comprising 34.9 percent of the workforce the impact of mobility on business is clear Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP.
SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And here we are. I'm ready for segment number three of our live show. It's January 22nd. I'm talking to top of the line, top of the world, thought leaders about their predictions for 2014. First up in the segment, China Gorman is currently the CEO for Great Place to Work. I love that name. A company <laughs> dedicated to improving society. That's a big concept. By helping companies create better workplaces. Previously, China was COO for the SHRM. Those of you not in the know, that's the Society for Human Resource Management, the world's largest professional association for HR pros with over 250,000 members in more than 140 countries. You've been a busy lady. Welcome, China, and let's get right to it. What are your predictions for 2014? Go. Thanks, Bonnie. It's great to be back. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you. My big, my big uh, prediction is this is the year of organizations intentionally working on creating a great workplace culture. It's undeniable that strong, positive workplace cultures where employees trust their leadership uh, perform better by any financial or other metric that you'd like to um, that you'd like to put up. Um, what, we're, what we're seeing at the Great uh, Place to Work Institute, which is the survey research and analysis power behind the Fortune Magazine 100 Best Companies to Work For list, which was published last Thursday, what we're mm-hmm. seeing in the C-suite across best workplaces literally all over the world, but in particular in the U.S., is that the C-suite is really starting to focus on talent and the intersection between organization performance, culture, and talent. And as the inhabitants of the C-suite begin to believe, whether it's true or not, but begin to believe that there is, in fact, a shortage of talent and skills either in their sector or coming to their sector, the questions that they're asking are how do we create a culture that will allow us to uh, acquire the talent that we need and then retain it so that we can deploy it and develop it and have it where we need it uh, when we need it. So what we're seeing, particularly from this year's um, uh, 100 best companies, are they're growing faster than the average um, than the average uh, business in the United States by a huge factor. And if we just look at headcount growth, the 100 best companies for 2014 are seeing headcount growth over the last two years of 15.6 percent. That's pretty. That's pretty healthy growth against an average of 3.2 percent across the rest of the business and the businesses in the U.S. According to the BLS, that's a staggering growth statistic that shows what having what investing in an intentional great workplace culture will do for will do for your results. So. A strong culture helps companies attract and retain employees, um, helps strengthen the company brand, some of the things that your earlier um, guests were speaking about. And most importantly, employees in a strong workplace culture 
um, can really uh, execute your strategy in ways that um, disengaged uh, uh, transient workers um, really can't. So designing development programs to engage and retain top talent, aligning development programs with company goals, building robust leadership pipeline. These are all some of the things that the best workplaces are doing right now. And so I think the prediction for this year is create intentionally work from the C-suite on down to create not just a better workplace, not just a good workplace, but a great workplace that impacts your company brand, your employer brand, and absolutely ratchets up your ability to attract the talent that you need and then have it on hand so you can develop it and deploy it when and where you need it. Thank you, China. Love the word intentional rather than force to or OMG, do we really have to? I like that mindset a lot. And now I'm going to intentionally call on Steve Player, who is the North America Program Director for BBRT. Those of you who have been hiding under a rock, that's Beyond Budgeting Roundtable. And he's the <laughs> co-author of Future Ready, How to Master Business Forecasting and Beyond Performance Management, as well as five other books. He's been very busy. He writes the Finance Transformation column for Business Finance Magazine. Steve Player, welcome. Welcome. Happy New Year, and let's get right to your predictions. I'll give you two minutes. Go. Thanks, Bonnie. I appreciate that. I'm calling from the DFW airport on my way to Mexico City. Uh, I'd like to <laughs> Lucky give you three, three quick predictions. The first one, yes. 25 to 50 or more. Uh, there's a growing trend of companies that move beyond budgeting and replace those, those old traditional budgeting practices with more effective approaches to planning, such as rolling forecasts, relative performance targets, and rewards based on actual performance relative to competition. That's going to accelerate in 2014 to 25% of the companies, and by 2017, it'll be over half the companies. It'll echo what China just talked about. One way you create a great piece of work, great place to work is to stop doing dumb stuff. Everybody needs to stop the budget now to move along that way. <laughs> My second great trend is number two, rain clouds are creating islands. By that I mean cloud computing is going to win the majority of the new software installations in 2014, and it's going to accelerate to push the on-premise implementations into islands of large, complex users who require a high degree of pain before they actually move. There's huge risk in those large, complex organizations that those organizations are going to get frozen into those islands and they're actually going to drown before they move to a better place. So be careful watching out the cloud. It's really starting to rain out there. Number three, cheetah speed required. Technology improvements are going to continue to reduce the barriers of competition and they're going to result in markets that are dominated by fast, agile organizations that have that, that value speed over the economy as the scale. And so very simply, the prediction is you've got to decide are you going to be lunch or, or get lunch. And you get aside real quickly because cheetah speed is required. I love it. You're full of energy. I hope you have a great trip. Don't go away. We're going to come back for a, a quick round of buzzword of the year. Jorge Garcia is up next. Jorge is senior BI and data management analyst at, at TEC. That's Technology Evaluation Centers. Jorge has more than 20 years of experience in all phases of application development, database and data warehouse design, and more than nine years in project management covering best practices and new technology. Jorge Garcia, welcome. How are you? Uh, fine. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks today. for joining. And by the way, thanks for promoting the show. I love that. I love you with the arms crossed on that wonderful promotional e-car you and Sammy cooked up. So thank oh, you. Thank you so Jorge, <laughs> we love it. We love the support. Jorge, it's time. Two minutes. Go. Predictions now. Yes. Uh, from a technology perspective, I'm going to be uh, going for the easy ones. I think... Uh, 
The first one and major, I guess, is uh, we are companies and, and software companies will be transitioning from the platform era to the ecosystem era. Uh, because I think a platform embraces technology, but I think we need to, uh, we will be trespassing to an ecosystem era where uh, business and technology will finally uh, start merging together. And that's very important to ensure that, uh, that uh, companies will be successful with the use of technology. So I think that that's the major. Under that major movement, I think uh, this year hopefully will be a year of big data consolidation in the business. I, I think we still have uh, the usage of uh, big data isolated within, within very specific niche, niches, and I think it has to go from, uh, from top to bottom. There many other companies that can use big data and, and increase the, uh, all the use cases for we can use that, uh, the, 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 that technology. So that, that's going to be a very important part. And fortunately or unfortunately, I think security uh, will, be, uh, will still be a, a big concern uh, uh, during the year. I think we still have a lot uh, to do in terms of security, maturing security for the cloud, on-premise systems, hybrid systems. There's a lot going on there. So I think security is going to be a major term uh, during next year, maybe, maybe a couple of years more. Uh, especially with again with forming ecosystems and all these technologies merging together, I think that's going to be a very important part of um, of, uh, of of technology evolution through uh, uh, its use in the business. Okay, thank you very much, Jorge. Brief and to the point. Appreciate that. Now we have time for Dennis Goodhart. He's the principal and founder of IP Network Consulting. He has developed, negotiated, implemented, and managed, that's a lot of tasks, their mission-critical projects for some of the world's major financial companies, including NASDAQ, Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, Merrill Lynch, and J.P. Morgan Chase, and lots of other midsize and Fortune 500. Dennis Goodhart, welcome. Happy New Year, and let's go right to your predictions. Two minutes, start. Good morning, Bonnie, and thank you for having me on the show as well. Pleasure always. Uh, Bonnie, um, as you know, I, I deal, uh, my business is a little bit different. Uh, I deal with advising clients on technology and implementing the technology in a real-time environment. So uh, I, I don't deal with inventing the technology or deciding what technology goes out there. So what I'm seeing out there are four areas where I think businesses and, and customers are concerned. Uh, certainly the cloud is, is a big piece of what's going on out there in technology. Mobility, as uh, Jorge just said, security. And um, customer interaction centers, or as my friend Neil Schatz says, uh, customer uh, relationship centers. Mm-hmm. So as far as, as the cloud goes, I think what we, we're going to see and what we need to see is a clearer definition of what cloud services actually are. I think there's confusion out there in the consumer's mind, in the end user mind. We see cloud services being offered from carriers, from PBX manufacturers, from integrators, from uh, apps uh, manufacturers. So. Uh, we, we need to get a clear definition of that. Hopefully, the uh, National Institute of Standards and Technology will be a player in helping that to uh, pan out, and it will make it easier for our clients to decide what kind of services they need in the cloud. 
as we as we see the waters are a little bit murky now. We see a lot of startups. We see new companies emerging. While at the same mm-hmm. time, we see long time established companies disappearing, buying or, or being bought. So there's a little trepidation out there on the part of a lot of consumers. I think uh, my prediction on the cloud is that uh, the enterprise that can provide the best solution at the best price will be the winner. The tricky part is for them to figure out how to get their message to the right audience. Okay. Thank you very much, Dennis. And you know what? I'm going to, we're one minute left for the segment. So I'm going to ask each of you in turn, first China, then Steve, then Jorge, and then Dennis, to give me your buzzword or buzz phrase for 2014. Keep it brief. I want to make sure everybody gets their voice in China. Trustworthy leadership is the key to an intentional, great workplace culture. Good. I'll embroider it on a pillow. I love it. Steve Player, BBRT, what's your buzzword? Become future ready by stopping doing dumb stuff to develop cheetah speed. <laughs> Have a great trip. Or cheetah speed. That's the, that's the buzzword. Cheetah speed. I love it. Not Puma, not Tiger Reliant. Cheetah speed. Wow. Okay. Is that, is that same as warp speed? Don't answer me. Jorge Garcia. <laughs> Jorge Garcia, go ahead. I think three terms I hope to be uh, to be hearing about uh, this next year. One is again ecosystem. The other is uh, technology transparency, uh, where we can use technology uh, no matter what what type of technology it is in in favor of the business. And uh, I think the third one would be replacing big data for just data. I don't Good. think that uh, we should be using uh, big data anymore. I think uh, that's just plain simple data. So it's going to be more a universal, a, a, a universal term. Thank you very much. I think we had another panelist say the same thing, so we've got the votes are in on that one. Dennis Goodhart, round out my segment, please. Give me your one buzzword or buzz phrase. Fast. Go. The businesses or enterprises that will succeed will be those that recognize the need to change how they treat their customers and prove it by implementing the technology that customers will notice. There is no substitute for superior customer service. I amen to that. Thank you very much, China Gorman, Steve Player, Jorge Garcia, Dennis Goodhart, Bonnie D. Graham signing off for segment number three. When we come back, I'll welcome Marcus Bauer at Sailing Team Germany. We'll be sailing into our last segment with him, Michael Dennis from Flatiron Solutions, formerly InfoTrust Group, Nicole, Nico, Nicolette Van Excel from SAP, and Bill Newman, of course, with his Irish cream recipe from Newport Consulting. Don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. We'll be right back. Thank you to my segment three panelists. Brad, out. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network
you're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Here we are. We are sailing into the final segment. Sorry for that, but you'll hear why I said it in a second. Marcus Bauer, a trained architect and entrepreneur, is also a professional sailor who has competed in two Olympic games in what he calls the Fast and Furious Olympic 49er class. He's won numerous medals at European and World Championships. After he ended his sailing career back in 2008, he became involved in startup ventures, and he is heavily involved in Sailing Team Germany, which he founded in 2009. Marcus Bauer, welcome back to the show. Delighted to have you and please let's have your predictions go hi bonnie thanks for having me me again um as a sailor you're you're always trying to predict uh, the future but you're looking ahead like the next five minutes so coming up with predictions for a whole year was, was a little bit of a challenge for me and the first prediction i make is actually a prediction about predictions and i think they're becoming harder increasingly harder ah. because the speed of innovation seems to go up all the time. And with every innovation we're looking at, uh, we could have a disruptive one that changes everything and then you can't predict anything anymore. So I think that's what's happening. It's becoming a little harder to look ahead all the time. The second one is actually about sports, uh, the field that I'm active in and where I'm trying to innovate. And what I see happening in sports is an increase in diversity. And that's Mm -hmm. also due to technology. I think sports, which used to be on the fringes, become less and less uh, reliant on television stations, and they simply create their own programs. And they use uh, technologies that were never available uh, in the early days of of mass sports, like when the camera changed everything. Now we have Mm -hmm. sensors that change everything, wearable technology that changes everything, GPS tracking that changes everything, and a lot of sports are going to appear and build communities around these technologies and tell their stories in ways uh, that they couldn't couldn't do before and of course i love that that that's happening in sailing and uh, and that we're finally bringing our sport uh, to the people thanks to technology wonderful thank you marcus to do the the third one's got nothing to do with uh, uh, sailing it's about the share economy i see the share mm-hmm. economy taking off this year i think we're going to see car sharing all over the place and i think that's going to be the big thing for 2014 Great. I think you're the first one on today's show to mention the sharing economy. I'm glad to hear that. Marcus, stand by. We're going to do a, a final round here of the buzzword of the year. Let's turn to Michael William Dennis or Denise. He's the vice president. I try to get my French accent on. He's the vice president of strategy and marketing at Flatiron Solutions, formerly known as the InfoTrust Group. It's a company that provides information management consulting and tech solutions, transformational outsourcing services, and learning management solutions to Fortune 1,000 customers in aviation and aerospace, electronics, high-tech, automotive, industrial equipment, government, defense, publishing, and media. You're across the board there. Michael, welcome, and let's get started. Give me your predictions. Two minutes, please. Go. Thank you, Bonnie. Um, mm-hmm. I have two, uh, two predictions, and they're related. First of all, content lifecycle management comes of age as a core discipline for leading companies. And the chief digital officer will win the battle of control over content lifecycle management and digital management displacing his CIO or chief technology officer here at the CXO table. So real quick, let's talk about content. Mm-hmm. Content has a life cycle. It's created, it's repurposed, it's authored, it's just, uh, distributed, and it's consumed. 
and it's consumed by both humans and other uh, other technology. Content has a life cycle. It can be as long as 20 years or as short as 20 seconds. Um, mm-hmm. Content spoil. Um, just like produce in a grocery store, if it's not consumed and not consumed on time when it's needed, it spoils and, and rot. Um, uh, content is repurposed. You know, if you have a, uh, a tech manual and, and aerospace, that's repurposed uh, um, into task cards for a mechanic to execute. Um, pharmaceuticals, take pharmaceutical studies and repurpose that content into uh, precautions on, on the actual drug labels. Um, content is, is, is published. It's published into multiple formats. It's distributed. And right now, with everybody talking about mobility, mobile content management is at the top of a lot of CDO or CIO's um, uh, action list. So content has a life cycle. Digital assets are a gold mine that a lot of companies have, and they're looking to how do they monetize and optimize that, and how and what are they focused on? A lot of this is focused on the customer experience or customer experience management. But that brings me to prediction number two, mm-hmm. which late last year Gartner talked uh, or predicted that uh, by 2015, 25% of all businesses will have a chief digital officer. So who is this CDO? What's his job, and what's the difference between a CDO and a CIO or a CTO? So I'm predicting that the CDO will displace the, the CIO as the uh, key executive um, related to uh, technology, but driving business value. The CDO is focused on the customer experience. He's not focused on laptops and infrastructure and and devices and telecommunications, the things that take up most of the CIO, CTO's day. Uh, the background for CDOs is not IT. It's somebody in marketing, somebody who understands the business, understands sales, understands the customer experience. So the, the people who we are seeing um, uh, being put in place or, or taking these CDO jobs at Verizon or Disney or legal publishers or aerospace companies are not people who have the background in CDO. And that states, or that starts uh, some implications. Um, Michael, Michael, I'm going to, I'm going to have to cut you here because we're five minutes till the end of the show and I need to get the other two in. Great. I love what you said about the displacement in the C-suite. Maybe that'll be your buzz, but we'll have another conversation about that. I'm going to bring on Nico Van Excel, Director of Corporate Social Responsibility at SAP AG. She heads up Global Social Investments and NGO Partnerships. Nico, welcome and let's, oh, we're down to four minutes. Nico, talk fast. Let's do your predictions, please. My prediction, Bonnie, is um, that we'll see a new era of entrepreneurship that will be a driving force for sustainable and inclusive growth. The big trend being here a transformation in business models that are serving sustainable markets and the environment. And this is really driven by entrepreneurship and technology. Um, we'll see a proliferation of entrepreneurs like startups, social entrepreneurs, and they're driving innovation in technology, in education, in healthcare all with the potential to change entire industries. And this will go far beyond what we currently see or what we've seen in the last couple of years, such as poverty alleviation and microfinance. And it's going to require collaboration with the private sector, the large companies and government in order for that to succeed. Um, Some exciting trends are where we see large businesses partnering with and supporting social entrepreneurs. Um, They focus on impact investing, innovation platforms, they build in-house venture funds and R&D centers to really exploit these new models. 
and especially high-tech companies um, like Microsoft and Google and SAP, they're partnering with entrepreneurs to know what's next and to really bring that innovation back into their companies. There's also great entrepreneurs, social entrepreneurs out there like Ushahidi, a nonprofit tech company that uses internet and mobile applications to crowdsource their information during natural disasters and political crises, or Kiva Zip, relying on M-Pesa, which is a mobile payment system to allow people to make direct loans to micro-entrepreneurs in Kenya. There are many of these examples and business models out there, um, but what also is happening is a transformation through visionary policy and government-led initiatives. This week, the president of the Republic of Korea she announced this quest to create a creative economy, which uh, is an engine for growth and jobs and entrepreneurs, which is focusing on building an ecosystem for entrepreneurs to flourish, which is really interesting because entrepreneurs can go onto a site, exchange their ideas, and get mentorships and, and investment help and support. So what we see is that all of these trends are really leading to a more inclusive business model and a sharing economy that is driven by technology. Thank you very much. I love the sharing economy. Somebody else mentioned it. I think it's going to be a biggie. Bill Newman, Managing Principal, co-founder of Newport Consulting Group, 25 years of experience in strategy and IT planning. Bill, let's dispense with the rest of the formalities. I can give you exactly a minute and a half. Give me your top predictions. Go. All right. Thanks, Bonnie, and thanks again for having us, and Happy New Year, Pleasure. everybody. Uh, what I you want to too. do is I want to focus on three trends that are converging so predictive analytics, mobile computing, and location-based services. So these aren't new. However, as they come together, we're looking at, at a megatrend, a convergence forces, or what Gartner Group calls a nexus of forces. And these have a tendency to amplify and extend innovation in new and more powerful directions, kind of like strong winds, lunar positioning, and seismic disturbances can affect the behavior of uh, ocean tides. So. To put it another way, you might be able to plan to fish in a high tide, but uh, planning to fish in a tsunami, well, that's a, that's a bit more complicated. <laughs> um, so let's have a look first at location-based services. So uh, this is definitely playing out in in-store retail. There's, um, by way of opt-in application or mo- mo- mobile browsing cookies, so you allow known customers to log into the store applications, view special VIP promos, quickly locate where items might be found in the store and to recommend products where, um, based on sentiment analysis and buying pattern, people might be interested in purchasing. So um, that's not particularly new. What's new is the application. So mm-hmm. retailers figuring out how to determine the best location in a particular store to position items based on customer traffic, G- traffic GPS paths, uh, big da- data, predictive analytics. Um, Another, in terms of the uh, social networking, uh, would 30 be... 30 seconds, where, Bill. 30 seconds. Yeah, Go. Where, where customers are coming in and they're getting differential pricing based on relationships, either mm-hmm. uh, without permission or when the relationship is implied, either based on their socio-demographic profiling or when facial recognition, like Facebook, is being used. So this really gives pause because we may not actually give our permission to extend our privacy or worse a retailer may actually apply um, based on social networking and predictive analytics who we are when we, in fact, might not be. So that's we'll talk about that in the wrap-up because there's some really interesting implications on ethics, uh, privacy, 
and uh, intrusiveness. So definitely Thank you, Bill. look for those convergence forces. Appreciate it. We're out of time. I'm not going to be able to get the buzzword of the year from the four of you, but I want to thank Marcus Bauer, Michael William Dennis, Nico Van Excel, and Bill Newman so much for joining me. i got 30 seconds to close. Tomorrow, live on Startup Focus with Game Changers, Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, we'll be talking about startups and government. Is the government really giving the support that startups need? to the tango is it happening i want to thank everyone my 14 special guests who joined me today on our part three 2014 prediction special thank you all you know who you are and shout out to malcolm and brad and the business channel team i'm bonnie d graham for coffee break with game changers presented by sap and you know what's coming here's my call to action think about 2014 make your own predictions and listen to our thought leaders so what are you waiting for go out and be a game changer today thank you marcus Michael, Nico, William, for joining me. Sorry the time was tight. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over and out for SAP Game Changers Radio. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.